God says, see, I will create a new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be an infant who lives but a few days, nor an old man who does not live out his years. No one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruits. No longer will they build houses and others live in them or plants and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord and they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Father, would you bless the reading of your word this morning, and would you help us, Lord, to hear your word in a way that brings life transformation and change. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to sit down for a minute. Because we're just going to kind of do something. Y'all okay? I know this isn't normal. It's all good. I know when things aren't normal, we kind of freak out. Like, what's going on? Like, things are different. Why, why is it different? And some of you, I'm not looking at anyone in particular, don't like change. And so this is kind of freaky that there's, there's different things going on today. But I promise you, this is going to be a great day. It's going to be good. Say, I believe you. I believe you. Okay. So my, the title of my message today is... God makes all things new. And we've been in the book of Isaiah. We've been studying Isaiah as far as, um, as the, the, uh, the, the, the sermon series Christmas with Isaiah because Isaiah has all these prophecies about the birth of a Savior that's going to come. He has the prophecies about Emmanuel, God with us, wonderful counselor, mighty God. He talks about he's the first one to prophesy that a virgin will give birth to a son. He, there are so many scriptures in the book of Isaiah that are just normal things that we hear during Christmas time, things that we sing in our Christmas carols, and we don't realize that actually what we're singing is actually the words of the prophet Isaiah, who lived 700 years before Jesus was even born. So almost 3,000 years ago, these words were written, and we're still singing his words as part of our Christmas carols every day. And we looked at how Isaiah, last, uh, the first week we looked in Isaiah chapter 64 about the hope in the dark, that when there is, when the world is dark, there is still hope, because God has promised to do something, and God has promised to redeem his people. And last week we looked at the forerunner's uh, mission and we talked about John the Baptist and how even Isaiah prophesied that before Jesus would be born, there would be a forerunner who would come that would prepare people to receive the Lord. And, uh, And then we talked about how that's our job too. We're supposed to be his forerunner in the world around us, that we're supposed to go and prepare people's hearts for all that God wants to do. And so, and, and, and announce the kingdom and, and draw people in. And, and then this week we're looking at Isaiah chapter 65. And actually I read this scripture a few weeks ago or a portion of the scripture. And it's talking about, it's at the very end, almost the last chapter of the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah is talking about one day, this savior that's going to come is going to come. And he's not just going to reform the world. He's not just going to help the world get a little bit better by degrees. 
But instead, when this Savior comes, he is going to totally renew the entire universe so that there is nothing even that hints at sin, nothing that even hints at evil, nothing that even hints at corruption, because it's totally new. In fact, he's going to restore it back to the way God made it when Adam and Eve walked the earth in this perfection where there is no evil, there is no sickness, there is no death, there is no suffering, there is no arthritis, there is no cancer, there are no cataracts, there is no diabetes, there is no, there is no uh, uh, hospice need for hospice care, there is no need for ICU, there is no need for a counselor's office or a psychologist or a therapist because all is going to be made right by this Savior that we celebrate. Amen? Isn't that awesome? And so my, my scripture, my, my title today, my theme today is God makes all things new. And I want to say that Christmas, the birth of Christ, is the sign that God was about to do something new. The birth of Jesus is the sign that God is up to something new. A baby born of a virgin, that's new. That never happened before. Um, a king born in a humble stable. That's new. Usually royalty is born in a palace, in a royal place. Um, the fact that he was born a king and didn't have to wait for somebody to die to become king. That's new. No other person has ever been born king. You might be born heir to the throne, but you're never born king. But Jesus was, that's new. Celebrated by shepherds who were the total outcasts of society. That's new. Thousands of angels appearing in the sky, singing praises to God. That's new. We've never seen that before. Um, a new star that people had never seen before. People who had been studying the skies for hundreds or thousands of years had never seen this new celestial body in the, a new star. That's new. Wealthy, pagan, non-Bible reading, non-scripture following, non-godly living magicians see this new star, travel hundreds, maybe thousands of miles to come and find this baby and these wealthy uh, magicians, uh, astrologers, uh, uh, practicers of pagan religion come to a humble stable in Bethlehem and bow and worship a baby. That's new. That's new. The entire story of Christmas, of the birth of Jesus, is God saying, I'm doing something you have never seen before. 
I'm doing something that you have never experienced before. I'm doing something that nobody could ever even have dreamed up or thought. It is that new and that different. And Isaiah prophesies 700 years before Jesus of a time when God will rescue and redeem the world and totally renew the world. And this new world that Jesus has come and will return to and establishes a place where the pain and suffering of the old ways is no longer there. It's a distant memory. It no longer exists where the scars of time and the stains of sin and the wounds of life will no longer be remembered, where tears of sadness are never cried again. The only tears in this new earth and new heaven is tears of joy, where there's no death, no dying, no pain, where people live in perpetual blessings of the Lord, where even animals don't kill each other or fight anymore because there is such perfect peace in God's new creation, where violence and hatred are ended forever. Think about that. I mean, you, you know, if you, if you pay attention to headlines and news, we hear, right, you know, children that are dying in the crosshairs of warfare and awful things that are happening in the name of politics or religion. And God's saying, one day, this baby that is born in Bethlehem is going to put a stop to all of that. This kind of new heaven and new earth. This is the kingdom that we as followers of Christ, that we are already citizens of. We're already a part of this new heaven and new earth. It's already part of who we are. We await its full arrival. It hasn't fully come yet. He's not completely finished with what he's going to do. But the great part is if you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus, you get to be a part of establishing this new heaven and new earth. You get to be a part of establishing and expanding this new kingdom because this baby that's born is the sign that God is doing something new and you and I can be a part of it. Isn't that awesome? Because I want to tell you, Jesus is in the renewing business. This is his job. Jesus is not in the reforming behavior business. There's a lot of plans and a lot of programs and eight steps and three steps and ten steps that'll help you reform your behavior, but Jesus is not interested in reforming your behavior. Jesus is not interested and is not in the uh, just, we'll let it slide business. We'll just let it slide. We'll wink at it. We'll pretend it didn't happen. We'll sweep it under the rug and we'll move on. That's not, Jesus is not in that business. Jesus is in the renewing business. He's not interested in just reforming me a little bit. He's interested in totally renewing me. He's not interested in just reforming this world a little bit and making it a little bit better. He's interested in totally renewing this world. He's not interested in just partially, maybe slightly improving your health. He's interested in healing your entire body and helping you walk in divine health. He's not interested in just helping you manage your addiction. He's interested in giving you a totally new life on the other side where there is no addiction and there is no dependence. and there is no. He's not interested in you just learning how to manage depression and anxiety and fear. He's interested in giving you a totally new life where there is no fear, there is no depression, there is no anxiety. He's in the renewing business. I'm about to get happy up here over this, y'all. He's in the renewing business. Revelation 21 verse 5, it says, and he who is seated on the throne, this is at the, this is in the throne room of heaven, Jesus sitting on the throne of the universe, and he says, behold, I am making all things better. No. No. 
I am making all things a little bit better, a lot better. No, I am making all things new. Write this down for this. These words are trustworthy and true. I'm doing a new thing. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. It's not on the notes. Sorry about that. But, it, but he says, if any man is in Christ, he's a better man. No. If any man is in Christ, his life gets incrementally better a little bit, but it's still, meh. No. He says, if any man is in Christ, he is a totally new creation. In other words, like we just talked about where people may be praying today to surrender their lives and renew their commitment to Jesus. He didn't say, I'm just going to make things a little bit better for you. He said, if you prayed that and you meant it, you are not the same person that walked in the room today. You are a totally and completely new creation. And the journey or the walk with God is learning how to be who he's already made you to be he's in the renewing business and this scripture teaches us that when you put Jesus on the throne of your life he gives you an all-new life when you put Jesus on the throne of your heart and your life and you say and, and so notice I'm not talking about I'm just asking Jesus to forgive me I'm talking about, I'm asking Jesus to be my complete Lord, master, boss, decision maker, leader in my life. When you do that, when you do that, he gives you an all new life. It never, ever looks the same. If you need a fresh start today, the great end of the year, first of the new year, is a great time to be kind of thinking about that. But if you need a fresh start, Jesus is always willing to give you one. It doesn't matter where you are or what you've done or where you find yourself or how messed up your marriage is or how bad your bank account looks or how rough things look or how difficult or how tangled up relationships seem. And it... it, it He's always willing to give you a fresh start. Always. There will never be a moment, listen to this, where Jesus says, you know what, I'm done with you. Somebody else might have done that to you. Somebody else may have said words like that to you. I'm done with you. But there is never a moment where King Jesus will ever have that attitude toward you. He's always willing to give a fresh start. He's not interested in the status quo. He's not interested in managing. He's not interested in normal or regular. He's not interested in maintaining the averages. He's interested in total resurrection and renewal. So the scripture says that Jesus wants to make all things new. And at Christmas time, we can kind of tend to think about, you know, uh, we, we think about the, the traditional holiday things and we think about the, the things we do as a family. And sometimes holidays are hard for some people. Uh, sometimes think, times holidays are hard for, for uh, families. Maybe you've lost a loved one. This is your first season, holiday season without them. Or maybe family relationships aren't what they were supposed to be. Or, or I, you know, all kinds of things. But also we're, we're kind of mindful of the new year and things are, there's a fresh start. Um, you know, we're making our New Year's resolutions and, you know, we'll, we'll probably break them by around January 3rd or something, but we'll, we'll get good two days of that in, you know, and, but 
I was thinking, and we were thinking as, a, as pastors and as our, our team of deacons and stuff, and we were thinking about how Christmas, Christmas marks a significant anniversary for our church because it was about this time last year where um, a particular family first started attending Believers Fellowship. And we have been doing all, you know, all, all, all December long, we've had a gift to give away. We've done Devo books and coffee cups, and we've been giving to the community. And But the Lord just has kind of been leading us as a church family to, to bless an, a family that has become family to us. And so I want to ask Pastor Katie to come and sit with me up here. And, and I want to ask Autumn and her boys to come and join me on the platform, too. They have no idea. <laughs> and so I'm really putting them on the spot here. But, but would you guys come and, you know, uh, come on up. We love you guys. And this is going to be awesome. <laughs> I promise you. We won't embarrass you. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Where, didn't they, these boys do a great job in the Christmas program? All right, one of you give your mom a chair, and then some of you sit on the floor there. Or in your mom's lap or something, however you want it's, to. It's like herding cats, isn't it, Autumn? <laughs> Squirrels. Gideon, if you want, you can sit up here, buddy, if you want to. So about a year ago, you guys first came to Believer. So was it the Christmas Eve service, was that, or the candlelight service? Was that the first time? And so, he won't get a candle this year. <laughs> oh, you know what? We'll get a glow stick. We'll get a glow stick this week, so we have one for next Sunday. <laughs> Your hair caught on fire last year? I didn't know that. That's new. Okay, wow. Okay, glow stick for sure. Um, so, anyway, I, I, we're not trying to embarrass you guys tonight, but we wanted to honor you because you have, in one year will really immediately become family. Um, you know, as a pastor, you get used to people kind of coming and going. And one pastor friend, a mentor of mine, told me one time, he said, um, you know, people who jump in fast jump out fast. You know, when people come in and they're just all, they're just gangbusters ready to be in church and they're serving everywhere and they're doing everything, they're usually the ones that kind of move on real fast. They're the ones that are easily distracted. It is not the case with this family because literally a week after they first came, Autumn was back there making coffee because we were out of coffee and she was putting, putting to work and she's, she's been so faithful to attend and so faithful. And, and I know, and we won't go into details, but I know that this past year has been a year of new for you guys. And it's been a fresh start for you in a lot of ways. Not necessarily an easy start, <laughs> um, but it's been a fresh start. And it's been something new and different. And our, when we were, when I was pre preparing for this message, when we were thinking about Christmas, you guys just kept coming to mind for uh, how, how you are such an example of God doing something new. And so we're just going to celebrate you guys for a few minutes. And the first thing is that I'm really excited about is we have gifts. And so, um, yeah. So over here, Pastor Katie, will you help me? This is Judah and, and Gideon and uh, Olive, Oliver. That one's for you. You guys, this is, this is so exciting. I'm so excited. Are you all excited out there? This is going to be great. Okay. All right. They're so polite. 
Okay, are you ready? Because we're going to open them now. We're having fun in church today. Are you, did, you didn't know this was happening at all, did you? Okay. All right, on the count of three, you have to open them, okay? One, two, three. Go. Go fast. Go fast. Rip the paper. Yeah, Rip it. get get it. This is not how you're going to act Christmas morning, we all know. <laughs> I don't know if you guys like Legos. I do. You do? I love Legos. I'm 33 years old, and we were laughing because there's like an age limit on there, and it says like little kids, and I was like, I mean, I'm 33, and I would want that. So uh, it's a, there's a key with it? That's awesome. Is that a, is that a decent Christmas gift? Decent... <laughs> okay. Well, we're not done. There's more. Pastor Katie. So, Autumn, you know, she said she's herding squirrels all the time. And I know, I didn't realize this as a kid. I didn't get it. But if you're a mom in the room or even just, you know, you're a working female in the room, like sometimes it's hard to make time for yourself. And it's hard to want to, like, spend money on yourself because you're worried about your kids or you're wanting to make sure that they have what they need. So we have a gift for you today. Seth will get it. Um, For you to just go shopping. And you can go get some clothes and um, some smell-good things. And that is just for you. And I specifically picked out places where there are no items for boys there, so you're not allowed (laughs) to buy anything he was like telling me like different stores and I was like no there's stuff for kids there and you can't no so you're only allowed to get things for yourself there and then we have another gift for you guys so we like to go on family adventures all the time and um, or when we're able to and so we were thinking of what's a great family adventure and we love Chuck E. Cheese so we have bought um for you guys to be able to go just have a day at Chuck E. Cheese and uh, eat some pizza, play games, do what you want to do, go have some fun. But wait, there's more. How many is excited about Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. That also, should... Ainsley saw those and she was like, you're taking me to Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> so I guess we're taking Ainsley yeah. also to Chuck E. Cheese as well. Yeah. Okay. There you go. We'll go together. It'll be fun. Um, so I have to apologize, guys, because I have been racking my brain for weeks to try to think of what is the best gift that I could give these five boys all together. And, and again, this is not just from me or Pastor Katie. Our, this is our church, our church family. And I was like, what, what could it be? And I kept coming up with ideas, and uh, they were like, it just didn't work out. None of the ideas worked out. And then I finally had the best idea. And I bought it, but it's not here yet. <laughs> we were it's, interceding. It's, we, I, would, I have been praying and fasting this week FedEx that FedEx would, would, you know, like Rudolph would relieve FedEx faster. But currently the gift that I'm about to give you is uh, sitting somewhere in Mississippi. Um, it started in California and then ended up in Mississippi. I don't understand how that happened. So instead, we printed a picture of the gift, and you guys are going to open the picture, and then it should be here tomorrow, but no promises because FedEx, okay? So 
Um, you guys are going to open it together. Don't open it yet. Okay. Oliver. Orion. Noah. Oh, I'm sorry. Orion's over there. Judah. And Gideon. Okay. You ready? On the count of three, you can open your envelope and see what your super awesome gift is. One, two, three. They're being so polite. Deb, we put that up on the screen for them to see. Everybody gets a hoverboard. <laughs> and I'm Mom so excited. Approved. Mom approved. <laughs> I, I double-checked. Autumn didn't know exactly what it was going to be, but I double-checked how she felt about hoverboards because I didn't want to get sued if there was a broken arm. Um, so she said okay, but she didn't say okay to five, so I don't know. We'll see. But they're all different colors because I grew up with brothers, so I know. you know. So everybody gets their own color, their own one, and I'm so excited. They'll be here, I hope, tomorrow, and if they are, we will meet up tomorrow and deliver them to you guys, okay? So isn't that awesome? All right, so there's one other thing, Autumn, and last thing, but, um, you know, we were thinking about how we could um, not just make Christmas great, but how we could help this year be good, and what we could do to maybe just kind of make things a little easier in the next year. So through a series of events, I found out a certain account number that you have, and I don't know if you know this about your pastor, but your pastor has friends in high places. <laughs> Not really, but kind of. And uh, Katie's brother works for Arkansas Valley Electric, and he put me in touch with someone. And we have arranged that the next six months of your power bill is taken care of. So I know that's not like super miraculous, but hopefully it takes some pressure off for the next six months and helps, helps things out for you guys. So you don't have to worry about it. It's all taken care of. Thanks to our friends at Arkansas Valley Electric and uh, my friends in high places. And so we're, <laughs> no, no, keep you keep the, keep everybody warm and safe. Don't even think about it. So that's all taken care of. We just wanted to let you guys know, we're so thankful to have you a part of our church family. And it's not just your part. You are family to us, all of us. And we love you guys so much. And so Merry Christmas. And thank you for being here. Guys, thanks for being a part of the play today. It was awesome. And um, invite me over anytime to play Legos because I love Legos. And Ainsley loves Legos too. And it's going to be great. Where is Ainsley? Oh, there she is. So, yes. Your home is on plane. Awesome. Is, is, that, is that you inviting me over to play Legos? Sweet. Pastor Katie won't let me ride a hoverboard, but I'll watch you guys play. Let me give hugs. We love you guys. Thank you all so much. Merry Christmas to everybody. You guys are awesome. You guys are so incredible. Autumn, we love you. How about this family, y'all? Aren't they amazing? They're the best. <laughs> Jesus makes all things new. Go ahead to it. We'll, we'll finish up there. You know, Christmas 
can become about so many things. Christmas can become about um, gifts. And I love gifts. I have found as a parent, I love giving the gift more than I love receiving them. I love watching, you know, and so as we were preparing for this, Pastor Kay will tell you, I was so excited. Not that I was getting anything, just the opportunity to be a part of it. And I know the parents, you feel the same way so many times. But you know, that's not really what Christmas is about. And Christmas can become even about family. And that's a great part of Christmas, getting together with loved ones and family. And and that's amazing. and, And we love doing that. But really, you know, it's, Christmas isn't even primarily about family. And I'm thankful for that in this reason. That's why not everybody has a big family or family's not always great or family's not always healthy. And so sometimes that if we make it all about family, then, it, then we lose what Christmas really is and it becomes painful rather than the joyful thing that it could be. If you've got a good family and that's an awesome thing, then I love that and we love that about our family, but, but sometimes it's hard. But I'm here to tell you, if you know what, if family's not great this Christmas, that's not all there is to Christmas. Christmas is about giving thanks for the beautiful, precious, amazing gift that we've been given in the person, in the body, and in the life of Jesus Christ. And the promise that he gives is not just that he would forgive sin, though that's a great promise. Not just that he would answer prayer, though those are great promises. Not just that he would heal sickness, though those are great promises. The promise of Christmas is that because God became man, we can become sons of God. Because God became man, this world that we live in that is so corrupted by sin and suffering and sickness and disease and turmoil and violence and and broken marriages and abusive relationships and all the things that make the world a dark place sometimes. But because of Jesus, we've been given the promise in Isaiah 65, behold, I'm making a new heaven and a new earth. I, Jesus has promised to deal with every bit of suffering, every bit of sickness, every bit of evil, every bit of darkness, and he has invited us into his kingdom of light.